What an atmosphere that we have. Yeah. I was just thinking about this song uh, before I had to come out. Actually, I was thinking about this song as a whole a whole day today. And uh, Andrew just uh, singing it. We're so thankful that we have the name of the Lord that we can run into. Amen. If you don't mind, let's um, turn to the scripture. I'll turn to the scripture book of uh, John. Chapter 14. Gospel of John, chapter 14. Verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And let's turn to uh, 1 John, chapter 4, verse 4. First John, chapter 4, verse 4. Well, that's to read from a verse 1, uh, 2, 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are, God, they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, word of ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. May the Lord bless his word and let's bow our head again. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to open up of the word again. Lord, it takes the Holy Spirit to open up the word. Lord, no matter how we try to say, no matter how we try to uh, reveal the word, open up the word, but without the Holy Spirit, all the effort's going to be in vain. So, Lord, we totally depend on you. Lord, man is nothing, especially this little man behind the pulpit is nothing of the nothing, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask the Holy Spirit coming down as we humble ourselves to listen to your word. May the Spirit of God reveal your own self to us because one word from you Lord will solve the situation one word from you can heal the sick one word from you can heal our brother Hugh and his daughter sister Jenny one word of you Lord can make the backslider come back home one word from you can deliver that abounded Lord one word from you Lord can cast the demon out Father we thank you Lord we hold on to the one word of God Lord we hold on to the whole word of God because, Lord, you are the word. Lord, this message of this hour has revealed itself so thoroughly. Lord, there's nothing that's unrevealed. It's the Jesus Christ who revealed himself in a person. It's the Jesus Christ who revealed himself holy in this last hour. So, Lord, we don't try to add anything, and we dare not to take away anything. We just purely and faithfully believe the word and stay with the word because we know that is our protection. That, Lord, that word is our beginning and that word is our destination. 
Lord, in between there's nothing but the word. So Lord, we give ourselves totally relying on you. And we know that you already spoke to us this morning. And we trust you will speak to us again. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And I think sometimes it, uh, it seems like a paradox in this hour. Uh, the Lord uh, promised us, He said, uh, He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Uh, we uh, never have uh, any age who will be more eviler uh, than this age. But yet, God has not only promised us to uh, just be survivor of this age, but He promised us, He said, that the works that I do, that you will do also. Yeah. And not only that, He make it even to a higher level, He said, that the greater works than this shall He do. He said, because I go unto my Father. If we're the message of believer, I think that we all know, when Jesus is gone, then the Holy Spirit would have sent it back. It's the Holy Spirit that in us will continue the work of Jesus Christ. It's not only just in one man, but it's the Holy Spirit in many members of this body. And that the message that we receive in this last hour is the one man that is considered sent from God, the prophet of this age. And when he gone, Lord never stopped his working. He continued is working. And when he continues his working and he is going to the many member of this body that called Jesus Christ's bride and continue his work. And the Lord not only promised us, he said that the works that I do shall you do also, but he promised that as the greater works that we shall do. And so if this is God has the promise to us, then I think that we need to believe that. No matter we believe, uh, no matter we see it or we don't see it, no matter we feel it or we don't feel it, that is the word of God. Amen. If we told, if we said to ourselves that we are the believer, believer is believing the word of God. A believer, there's only one thing in the believer that is to believe. Otherwise, we will call ourselves a reasoner, or we will call ourselves an imaginator, or we'll call ourselves um, uh, a factioneer. But we're none of those. We're called to be a believer. A believer has only one thing to do. Believe the word of God. There's nothing else that we can do. And there's nothing else that we could do that will make any, will become any benefit for us. The believer's whole purpose for us to be, exist on this earth is only for one word. Believe. So Brother Branham said in a question and answer. Sorry, I, I better slow down a little bit. Um, in a question and answer, Brother Bram said that when Jesus was here on earth, he was the Elijah. He said, this things that I do, said, shall you do also. Greater than this things shall ye do, because I go unto my Father. Now, how are you going to do it? And Brother Bram gave us the secret of it. He said, how are you going to do it? He said, watch him. Doing the greater work... It's a hinged on watch him. Hallelujah. When you keep your focus on him, it's not only, it's not a, you're doing the work, but he in you will do the greater work. Amen. So that's the title I, I want to give it to tonight's, uh, the, uh, the service of the greater one in you doing the greater work. It's not you try to do the greater work, right. but it's the greater one that is in you do that greater work. Without that one in us, 
that let alone do a greater work. You can't even survive in this last age. You think about how the, the, the church world, they, they have all kinds of equipment. They have a cell, uh, they, ha- they have a theological school to try to equip them. They have the professor got a degree after degree and try to uh, equip them. And they have the, the students that are in there to fast and pray. We're not talking about the worldly uh, theological school. We're talking about the people that's sincere. They want to know God, but none of them can stand it against the Satan's attack. But it's only by watching Him that will make us to do the greater work. And the Brother Ram said, who is He? He said, the Word. See, watch Him. That means to watch the Word. When you watch what is the Word said, no matter... Yeah, well, no matter what is the outside the world that try to bring it to you or try to say to you. But when you watch what is the word has said to you. And that is to watch him. And him is the word. And the word is a person. The word is a life. The word is not just a doctrine. And the word is not just a, some ink on the pages. The word is not just a voice on the tape. But that word is the person. Amen. It's the personified Jesus Christ. That is living and manifests himself in this last hour. He said to watch him. In another water, if we watch him. That you will find out he is automatically doing the work that is in you. What we need to do is we sanctify ourselves by the washing of the word. Then you just watch him doing all the miracles and in your life. And it manifests as a power. And he will manifest as a power. He will manifest as a love. He will manifest as a character. He will manifest his patience. He will manifest his forgiveness. He will manifest his long suffering. He will manifest his meekness. He will manifest everything if you just keep on watching him. By watching Him, you become Him. By watching what is the Word has said, by watching what is the Word, the direction has leads you to go, then you will literally become the Word. In the, in anointing one as an end time. But Abraham says, as I said, that you have to refuse Jesus Christ, for He is the revelation of God. God revealed in human flesh. Unless you see it, He said that you are lost. Let me repeat this again. He said, for he is the revelation of God. God revealed in human flesh. And what we just read in the first John chapter 4. He said, hereby know ye the spirit of a God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. It must be in the present tense. It cannot be just before. It cannot be just a loser's age, rest of this age. It cannot be even just in Branham's time. It cannot even just be in the prophet's time. It has to be right now in this hour. It's always the present tense. He said, for he is the revelation of a God. God revealed in human flesh. He revealed himself in Jesus Christ. He revealed himself in Peter, John, and James, and all these uh, disciples. He revealed himself in the prophets of William Branham. And now he revealed himself in your flesh and in my flesh. Yes. And Brother Branham said, unless you see it, he said, you're lost. Yes. Let's not talk about a rapture material. You're lost. If you don't see that, you are totally lost. Let's don't talk about a bright material. Let's don't talk about a rapture. Let's don't talk about anything else. You are lost. 
Without this word manifested in you and in me, we are totally lost. And it said, Jesus said, except you believe that I am He. You have to think about it in Jesus' time. In those times that Peter, John, and all these disciples, Jesus eat with them, sleep with them, fishing with them. It was a totally a man. But he said, if you don't believe that I am He, he said, you will die in your sin. It takes a revelation from the Holy Spirit. It has to be the Father God reveal Himself to those disciples so that they can see Jesus in the flesh, that in this humanity, but they know this man possessed something that all the Pharisees and the Sadducees doesn't possess. It takes the same revelation God Himself will reveal Himself to us in this hour. When we look at the, the prophet, we see it is not merely just a man, but the Lord has something that in that human flesh that revealed Jesus Christ in that prophet. He said, except you believe that I am He, He said, you will die in your sin. Here's the revelation of God. The Spirit of a God revealed in human form. You can't believe that, then you are lost. He said, you put him at a third person, second person, or any other person besides God. He said, you are lost. Except you believe that I am He, you will die in your sin. He said, a revelation. It's the same, it's the same today. Take the revelation to believe that this message is literally Jesus Christ. It has to take the same revelation that God reveals. It's not just we verbally saying it. How to, how to prove that a revelation take effect on us? It's when the revelation come, you live the revelation. You believe it. And when you believe it, and the life will manifest to Jesus Christ. It's a, such a hard thing to keep ourselves focused. Because there's so much, so many distractions on this earth. If it's, a, if, if it's a possible, even the elected will be deceived. But the prophet said it's impossible for the elected to be deceived. And in the book of, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, but Abraham said that the Antichrist spirit will come into the church and defile it, making it look warm, formal, and powerless. The Antichrist, the Antichrist spirit it doesn't have to come into the church. Said, "I rejected Jesus Christ. I don't believe Jesus Christ." Or if we put it today, it's for the believer. I don't believe the message. You know, the message is totally cult. It's totally false. It doesn't have to be that way. When the Antichrist spirit had come, Brother Bram said in the church's book, he said, make it look warm, formal, and powerless. And the prophet said, God hates powerless religion. It has to be a power. Because when a revelation come on the person, if they do believe it in the message of this hour, their life will show it. The passion is in there. The fervency is in there. Their life, whenever they're facing the difficulty, facing the trials, nothing going to shake them. Nothing going to move them. Because it's not them holding it. It's the one that is holding themselves. Then Brother Bram said, exposes Satan. Revealing his work, attempted destruction of God's people, 
and the discrediting of God's word. Have we seen that spirit is moving? They try to destruct God's people. And also, what they try to do? They try to discredit the God's word. The reason they discredited the God's word, when they discredited it, then the people, they are killed the influence, killed the effect of the word that is upon the people. So that's why you saw that the devil tried to do in this last hour. It was constantly, continually, it tried to discrediting the word. And by discrediting the word, discrediting the word, they literally bring the influence, the word of God, become a non-effect to the people. Because they will try to cast a shadow on the people. They try to cast the, 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 uh, the doubt of, on the people. By what? By discrediting the word of God. And in order for them to discrediting the word of God, they also, they have to discrediting the carrier of the word of God. So that's how they do. They said, oh, the prophet did this, or the prophet did that. You know, he, they tried to discredit his credibility, said there's a cloud is not there, or a pillar of fire, or different, or all kinds of things. What they do, because they know the messenger, and the, the message are one. If they can discrediting the messenger, they can discredit the message. And if we bring out it today, if the, that's why the, the Satan will try so hard, will try to discrediting the minister of this gospel, the ministry of this message. Because by discrediting the ministry of the gospel, of the message of this hour, they can discrediting the word. Because they will bring the influence on the people. If you, if I, let me say this, if I committed adultery, as you all know that I'm standing behind the, the pulpit. Would you be able to continue to listen to what I preach? No. You can't. Because of the message and the messenger, they are one. You can't separate to them. That is what the devil try to do. In this hour, he try to discrediting the ministry. It's discrediting the, the pastor. It's discrediting the words of the, the carrier of this hour to bring the word to the, the people. They said, oh, he did that today. He did that. Oh, don't believe his counsel. Don't believe it is that uh, advice. What is that? And they try to discredit the minister so that the word of God become a non-effect to the people. And then the devil will do the same thing to every member of this message. They will try to bring this down, bring this, oh, this person gone astray. That person, oh, he used to be a believer. Look at what he did. He committed adultery, he do that, he do this, he do that, he do all kinds of things. What they try to do, is that just for that person? It discredits the person who is a carrier of the seed of this hour, then he can discredit the word in this hour. And that is the Satan they try to do to every person that who try to, who claim to believe this message in this hour. But you see, no matter what devil try to do, if he, this person is the message of believer, if they are the predestinated seed of God against all odds, against all situation, no matter how many people do whatever they do, they will stand firm on God's word. Then the prophet said it right down to the time he's casting him into the lake of fire. He fights that. He cannot stand it. 
He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is, what she stands for, she will be an invincible army. How to be an invincible army? He said, if the people get a true revelation of the true church and what she is, what she is, she is him. I think we already heard it this morning. When Peter had to the revelation that the Lord revealed to him, Jesus asked him, who do you see the son of a man is? He said to the thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And then the Lord said, it is not the blood and flesh revealed it to you, but it's my Father in heaven revealed it to you. He said, I'll build my church upon this rock, then the gate of hell will not over prevail against it. We have to build on that revelation to know for sure and to confirm and to know that we know that we know that this message is the Christ Jesus himself manifested in front of us. That has to become a revelation to a person. It cannot be just a learned experience. It cannot be just education. It has to be personally that is living in you that your life manifested. And the, what she is and what she stands for. What she stands for, she stands for the word and nothing else. And then he said, he said, uh, he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works. She will be an invincible army. It's not only just know that we're what we're standing for. We're standing for the word. We're not standing for the church. We're not standing for the certain person. But we're standing for the words. But also she has to know that she can do the greater works. By what? By the word that is living in her. Then when we realize that we can do the greater work. And then the, then the prophet said that she will be an invincible army. He said if they, if they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the frameworks, a framework of the Christian church, and by God's spirit, desire and withstand the Antichrist spirit, he said that Satan will be powerless before her. As was said in the beginning, this time, this age is the age that was, uh, oh, very hard that the people can keep focus. And not only that, the people has got a hard time to really discern what is right and what is wrong. Because the Satan in this age become a soul, make everything just become a gray area. Make it everything that just like, uh, oh, you can do everything and it won't, it won't harm it. You know, you can believe everybody that you can know everybody, you know, uh, uh, you have to accept it, uh, this person, you have to, you have to accept it, everything. That's what is the devil has, uh, make this age become. You know, it's, uh, the reason that it's uh, hard to watch is because, uh, it's uh, hard to discern what is right and what is wrong. If we said, oh, let me, let me just quote uh, what Brother Bram said over here in an anointing one at an end time. He was talking about the vision that he saw. That he saw there's a, on the same field, he said there's a wheat and there's a weeds too. And Brother Bram said, notice, 
both the weight and the weight live by the same anointing from heaven. He said, both of them rejoice over it. He said, then there come a great cloud over the earth. And he rent and the weight to raise up and said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Did you say praise the Lord when you worship? Sometimes I wonder if we were weight or we are something else. And then the waves raise up and holler, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Do you realize that sometimes the waves are shouting louder than the weights? It's not just by the shouting. It's not just by the praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But it's by the fruit that you can recognize it. But Abraham said it's the same result. Both of them perishing. Both of them going away. And then the wheat come up and it gets thirsty. And because he was in the same field, the same garden, the same place, under the same spout, there come up a wheat and there come up a tares by the very same thing. He said, know this, the same anointing water bring forth the wheat, bring forth the wheat. If the wheat or the tares just be all tares, all wheat, just be so worldly, just do anything that was against God, there was nothing deceivable. The deceivable is that the tear and the wheat, they're all in the same field. And it's become more deceiving, they're all praising the Lord. They're all shouting, they're all jumping, they're all dancing, they all do everything that they can. They're under the same anointing. If it is a tear, just to go to the world, drinking or crossing and do all those things, it doesn't bring any deceiveness. But when they claim they're the believer, when they claim I'm a Christian too, when they claim that my life can express Jesus Christ as well, I'm more in the charity than you. I'm going to help this. I'm going to help the, the old mama. I'm going to help the society. I'm contributing myself in the community. And that I do everything for this. I do all of those things. Compare that to me. Can you, oh, can you blame me that I, I'm the, I'm the tear? But to judge a tear, judge the weed or the wheat, is not just by that. It's not just by the meekness or the patience or this and that. You know, he was, this person was doing good or that person that was uh, helping others. It's not just by that. But it's by a fruit. But it's not just the uh, patience and the meekness and the, those things that we say. But Abraham talk about that the Pharisees can do that the same thing. If they just by looking at the fruits, he said that those Pharisees can outrun, can outshine Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he was uh, uh, angry. The plated the, the, the rope and the, uh, driving all the people, changing the money out of the house. If you just by looking that, then you don't see much of the fruit. Let's see what is the brother Bram talking about the fruit. He said in the same message. Then he said, and notice, but it's what they produce that tells you the difference. By their fruit, Jesus said. He said, you shall know them. Man does not gather grapes off of a sisal. Even though the sisal be right in the grapevine, they could be possible, but a fruit will tell it. What is the fruit? It said the word for the fruit for the season. That's what it is. They're teaching the teaching of what? The teaching of the season, what time it is. What is the fruit? The word is the fruit. Brother Brahma said that they can do anything the rest of them can do, but they can stay with the word. 
They can stay with the word. They can do all the other things, but they cannot follow the word exactly to the dot. That is the, what is the desire to uh, to separate what is the weed and what is the weight. What is the weight? It's not just about the outer appearance, but it's just about if the person can stay with the word. You know, the bride is the only one that can stay with the word. No one else can stay with the word. You find out that it will become a harder and harder that in our experience to stay with the, what is the word of God has said. When a more trials is coming, when a more difficult is coming, and a more deceiving is coming, it takes the Holy Spirit to let us to stay with the word. And only the bride has the ability to stay with the word. Why? Because they are predestinated to stay with the word. The Reverend said in the crisis mystery of a God to reveal. He said a predestinated. There is the mystery. He said that before Christ or anything else was ever on earth. He said you see it is a great mystery that he choose the bride. Knowing Eve would fall from disbelieving the word. Knowing that she would fall. But he would choose a bride that would not fall. That will hold to thy word regardless of what all the rest of the world had to say about it. They will hold to thy word. They are predestinated to stand there. The adoption of children by Jesus Christ predestinated the church to that great glorious stand. The only reason that we can stand is because God predestinated us that you cannot fall. What a grace of a God that is. If it's without that, you will be, you will be deceived just as any other, anybody else will be deceived. You cannot stand that. And the prophet in an anointed one, at an end time, he said, but you might see that an anoint, the anointing gets on an unjust the false teachers, and caused them to do exactly what God told them not to do. But they will do it anyhow. He said, why? They cannot help it. If God predestinated, you cannot fall. I'll have to say, there's a people that are on this earth, they're predestinated to fall. It's not God made them fall. But it was just something that's in them, they cannot help it. But the Bible says that he said that those false anointed one, he said they cannot help it. They probably don't want to be, if they know they're the false anointed one, they probably don't want to be that. But there is something that in them, they just cannot help it, but they have to do it. Judah has to betray Jesus Christ. There is something in him, they just have to do it. But thank God, there is something in the bride, they just cannot fall. No matter how many times, and it might be stumbled time after time, but every time they stand it up. They might be going into the weakness, and there might be different things that try to deceive them. There might be the things that try to make them go astray. But if they are the predestinated seed of God, every time they will come back to the word of God. Because they cannot help either. 
Even the people you said, well, they try to, they try to give it up. Even you try to give it up, you cannot give it up. There's something that in you that wouldn't allow you to do that. Because there's a predestinated seed gene that is in the bride of Jesus Christ. Well, we're in this age. I think the last time I was speaking about a double portion. If you want to stand on this age, you are definitely going to need a double portion of himself to be on you. Otherwise, you wouldn't even survive in this hour. But when we're talking about the double portion, all the time we're thinking about God will give you a double blessing. You know, He will bless you with the job. He will bless you with that. He will bless you with the strands. That's considered a double portion. But there's another side of this double portion. Where you are still standing, that shows there's a double portion of God's blessing is on you. When Job, when he was in his um, distress, when he was in the... The trials that he was in. You think about how many things that was against Job. That his uh, children was died. And his always his property was lost. And Job come to the point that there's a three, his uh, good friends has come try to comfort him. But instead of comforting Job, they're actually accused Job. And Job was in this ash heap. Then Job even started to cursing his the day of his, uh, of it is a birth. But you see, the revelation come on Job, and Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And to the end, and he will stand. And the Job, it's the revelation when come on Job, that make Job, the, the revelation to come on him, make him come out of the, come out of this ash heap. But you have to think about it, even when Job in the hardest situation that he was in, it takes the, Greater portion of God Himself to holding Job even in that trials that He was in. It's not only just that at the end God gave it a double portion restored with Job that has lost, but during those trials, during that difficulty, that in that uh, in that it's the hardest, the darkest hour, that proof there's a double portion of God Himself. That is invisible, but it's the inside of Job. What's holding him. We're not only just waiting for the restoration at the end of the road. We're not just waiting for the double blessing when we're coming up to the heaven. Then, uh, you know, we're spending eternity and no tear. There's no a wrinkle, no death. That is a marvel. That's a wonderful. That's what a whole, that ourselves and the being that inside of us we're striving for. But let us also open our eyes. Even while we're on this earth, there's a double portion of God Himself that is helping us to go through all the difficulty, to go through all the trials, to go through all the against the from Satan. You're just thinking about this is the more evil age than ever. This is the toughest age of all the whole age. 
This is an age there is more deceivable than any age. Without God Himself manifesting Himself a double portion to you, how can you survive? Without God Himself showing Himself, though sometimes we cannot see Him in a dark, dark hour, in a dark tunnel, it seems there is no end to it, but there is an answering hand with the two hands that are still holding you. When Brother Bram talked about Billy Paul, he was saying that he was a, he started smoking, and then they, uh, on the one day they're coming in, and Brother Ram said, uh, said, uh, how are you doing? He said, oh, daddy, I'm doing fine. And he said, don't you ever lie to me? Aren't you glad you have a prophet as their dad? And then a bit of said, what do you mean? He said, you're a smoke. Oh, and then a bit of Paul said, oh, dad, I was never going to do that again. But he was constantly doing it. While he was still going, doing that, Brother Ram saw the vision or a dream that he saw his just, uh, Tumbling. He's just from head over hill. He's just tumbling, just going, going down, going down. There's nothing can hold him. He was just constantly falling, constantly falling. You see, when you're coming to the momentum of the sin, when you come to the momentum of the habits of doing things that's wrong, you're literally just falling, falling, falling. There's no end to it. When a person was doing the one thing wrong, if they're not by the grace of a God, bring them to the repentance, you will find out that the one thing wrong will go to second, will go to third. They're just tumbling head over a hill, just going down, going down. It has to take it the some force that of, to that person that God has to stop the falling, stop the momentum. That person cannot stop the momentum. But if you are the predestinated seed, which I believe you are, by your believing the word of God, no matter what situation that you are in, you might be thinking, Lord, I'm in the momentum of a trials. I'm in the momentum of a difficulty. It's same like from one trap and the falling to another. But don't you worry. If you are the seed of a God, if you believe the word in this hour, there is a God life that is in you that will take a hold of you and stop to the momentum of falling. And Brother Adam said that he saw, he saw Billy Paul. There was a constant and falling, falling, just nothing gonna stop it. And but he said all of a sudden there was a two big arm stretching out and got a hold of him and stopped the falling. And let me assure you, in your trials, in your difficulty, in this dark age, in this darkest hour, there is still, there's a double big arm, there's a God hold of you, said a stop right here. No matter how we were, your children are going to fall. It seems like they drop into the momentum of a falling, but they are the children of God, just as you are the children of God. God will have to reach out His hand to stop the falling. And He will do it. All you have to do is do as the prophet said. The prophet said to the Lord, they're going before the Lord. Say, Lord, I only have this one son. I said, Lord, save him. Don't take him. It just take a high priest that in the house. That about a sincere prayer that it can stop the momentum of a falling. 
And if your husband is not a believer, and don't you look down at yourself as just a little wife, a little mother, by the sincere prayer, and got a hold of God, before God, said, Lord, I only have this one son. Lord, I only have this one daughter. Stop the falling, Lord. Lord, I'm not taking just to bring him back to the home or just to be a good boy, be a, a good daughter. I'm not satisfied with that. If you promise there's a double portion that in this hour, Lord, and I just reach out of one arm to stop him, let him become a good boy or a good girl. Lord, reach out of two arms so that he can be a passion, so that he can be a fervent. He can be a real son and daughter of God. It's not just that a preacher do the job. It's the mom can do that. It's the dad can do that. It's the only believer. They have the rights to do that. It's in those hours. It seems like the trials is so hard. It seems like the devil is hot on her tail. But you always be taking it, know that in these, that arrest your face, then know there is a double hand of God that's got a hold of you. And He is the one that in the deepest trial that is supporting you. Now you're thinking about in those times when we're coming into the situation, it's taking a double portion to really Make a believer, become a fervent believer in this sinful and lukewarm age. It's not just God blessing you. I give you many things that call it a double blessing. But in this lukewarm age, that you can still stand and firmly believe God. That is a double portion. It's in this business age. Is require you to work hard, and it was devil, and not a devil. Sorry, your boss was demanding everything out of you, and you can still come on a Wednesday service. You can still come on a Sunday service. That taking a double portion for you to do that. In this age, everything is selfie, selfie about yourself, and then you can still become unselfish, dedicate yourself to the Word of God, dedicate yourself to the work of God. That is the double portion. That is already on you, but it's invisible. Because what is more evil, it takes more force to against that evil. What is the age become a more deceiving? It takes a more than a judgment or discernment to discern what is wrong and what is right. In this age, you hardly to see people say sorry. But it's in this age when people don't repent, and it is the goodness and the kindness of a God that leads you to the repentance. That you can still have that spirit of repentance. Even Brother Brandon said that's the zeal of the repentance in this hour. That when you do wrong, you say, Lord, I done wrong. I'm sorry. It's so hard to find in this age. Even amongst the believer, it become a rare thing. They want people to do wrong. They want to say, I'm continuing on. I'm okay. I can see what's going on. 
But it's the zeal of the repentance that is in this hour. He's taking a double grace, a double portion that's from God to make it a person to really come before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I do mean that. Then he also taking a double grace that for the person, after the repentance, they're not staying in their ash heap, but stand up again and dust it off. So that I done wrong, but Lord, help me out so that I can continue on. He's taking a double portion that from God, that one is Satan, was offending the fair, offending the fire of a self of pity, of self of blaming, after you've done wrong, that you can still stand up, and it does it all, say, Lord, give me one more chance, let me try it again. He's taking a double grace of a God, to against the, the Satan's accusation, then to put those things behind. Say, Lord, I have repented. Put these things in the seat of forgiveness. So, Lord, don't let me do that again. And then it continue on. He's taking a double portion that's from God that a person can do that. Not just stay where they're, where they are. And just try to vote on me or blame me. I done this wrong. I done that wrong. We all do wrong. But take the double portion of the grace of God so that we can walk out of the trap. What we need to do in this hour is focus ourselves on the word that God has revealed it to us. That's why time after time, and the minister says to preach to us, and our pastor preaching to us, is to let us go into the message. This is your only protection. Not go into the message by the knowledge of it. When you listen to a tape, or you li- or you're reading of the book, Ask the Lord, the Lord, if this is the truth, if this is the life of Jesus Christ, I don't want the life to just be branded on the paper. I want the life to come into this life. And when you keep focusing on that, you'll find out that the life of Christ is not just something far-reach. Sorry, not something that was a far-fetched. It's not something that you cannot... uh, Attain, attainable, but it was right around you. And Brother Abraham said, He that is in you, he said, He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He said, We can't understand that, yet we see we believe him. And we know it's true, but we really don't understand it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What is in you that's great is Christ. The anointed God that was in Christ is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. He said now, but he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. God in you like he was in Jesus Christ. Because what all God was, he poured into Christ. And all Christ was, 
He poured into the church. See, that's God in you. He that is in you. Then he said, if he is living in you, it's not you anymore living. But it's a him living in you. It's not your thinking. What you would think about this is what he said about this. Then if he is in you, he absolutely will not deny what he said. He couldn't do it, but he would keep what he has said. And he is trying to find that person that he can vindicate himself through. Now that doesn't mean he has to do it to everybody. In the time that Moses led the children of Israel, there was one that was Moses. He said the rest of them just follow the message. Sometimes we misunderstand that. We're thinking about everyone we have to be like the William, the prophet William Branham. And I have to heal the sick, have to do all of that. You don't have to do all of that. God showed himself in one person. But he said all the rest of them just follow the message. Whatever God gave you the position that in the body of Jesus Christ, you just in your position follow the message. And when you follow the message, then in your position, you're actually ministering unto God. You're doing the things that is pleasing God. That's why if you are the preacher, then preach the gospel. That in what God has to give you the gift to preach it. If you're a businessman, then do your business so that uh, you can uh, you can pay your tithes. And uh, I hope you pay your tithes. I think that one brother was saying to me, uh, it's kind of like a joke, but I don't think it's a joke. He said that uh, somebody have to live uh, live by faith. <laughs> have to live have to live by your tithing, live by your offering. Somebody has to live by faith. Anyway, that's a free. <laughs> if you are a farmer, do your farm work faithfully. Yes. And if you are a sister, yes. and do as a sister did. And wash your dishes, be, be a wife and be a mother and be faithful. God don't ask you, the sisters who go out to cast out demons and they try to preach the gospel and do this otherwise, or do this or do others and give advice to this and give advice to that. Well, I will have your advice if I need my pinball come out of my face. Cause your sisters are very professional on that. But unfortunately, I don't need that advice. You wouldn't go ask advice if that one is not to the one that God's supposed to let him to advise you. If I need advice of what type of a cream put on the face will get rid of your wrinkle, I will ask some sister. Right? Because that's where advice is coming from. You won't ask for to tell him about that, I'm sure. He wouldn't give you advice on that. But if you need a spiritual advice, here is the one. Because God made them to give you the spiritual advice. You don't want to go on out of your territory and try to serve God. You serve God in your position. You serve God in your territory. 
You cannot just walk out of your territory, then go on the Satan's territory, and say, I cast you out, I do this, I do that. That is not your position. That is not your territory. You as a mom, be at home and do whatever God asks you. You become the faith's gospel. Then serve your husband and serve your home. Serve your family. That is your position. It's not as you try to go here and go there and try to give advice and give this advice. You know, you should do this and you should do that. That is not your position to do that. But if devil come on your territory, now is your chance. If devil is to come on your territory, that is trying to take away your son, trying to take away your children. Now that's your chance to do that. You can cast him out. It has to take our soul to really desiring for what is the God to give it to us. If without us desiring for, for that, he said, the one who that believe me, the works that I do, shall they do also. And the greater works and they shall do. And the prophet says that about the great work. And I think we all know. He said it was not greater in the quality. But he said it is greater in the quantity. But there is another aspect of that. That's just look at this aspect too. In a message. The day on Calvary. He said now notice. The greater works was to have the power in the church. Not only to heal the sick by prayer, cast out devils by prayer, but to impart eternal life to believers. The Holy Ghost was coming and the giving into the hands of the church to impart life. That is another aspect of a greater work. Not only we can do, not only the minister can do, you can do also. You can impart eternal life to others. And in the same message, he said, greater than this shall you do. He said, I'm going to give you power. Not only risk him up for a while, but a healing, but a prayer, but a miracle, but to give him eternal life. Which will be eternal forever. It's a poor, blind, wretched people. How do you miss that? Don't you see what the great things is? What uh, what the greater thing is? That's the greatest thing that could ever happen was to impart eternal life to people. By the preaching of the word, the word will impart eternal life. But by you receiving the word, you live the word, manifest the word, your life can also influence other people's lives. That is also impart eternal life that to your son, to your child, to your daughter, to the people that's around you. That I'm thinking about how much more you have imparted that an eternal life to myself. 
When I first come into the church, it's not by the preaching. I couldn't even understand the preaching. When the people, when a, when a brother, the, the pastor was standing behind a pulpit, the language I never heard of it before. The lingo that they're using, I don't know what they're talking about. Why they talk about a seed and seeds that what, what, is this a farm or what is it? What are they talking about? But I watch you. And I saw the long hair of the sister. And they raised up their hand. The hair fall down. Tears in their cheek. And I said in my heart, they have something I don't have. They have something that I desire to have. I literally become envied about you. I literally become jealous about it. I said, Lord, this is the life I want. This is the life, there's no manicure. This is the life, there's no pretendingness. This is the life that is pure. That is what I want. It's not about the preaching I don't understand. It's about the life that you're living. You literally impart eternal life. That in my life causes such a desire. That in my heart, I said, Lord, I want that life. And my dear wife sitting right in there. Probably Brother Larry was, uh, was sitting over there. While the word was preaching without understanding one word of it. But just by the word that it created in my atmosphere. Not the word just from the pulpit. But the word that was expressed from your life. That a believer who only, only the believer possessed that kind of life. You cannot explain it. I cannot explain it. But we don't need to explain it. The word of God will produce that kind of life. The certain atmosphere from one, two, three, four, the whole congregation is like a wave just booming through. She doesn't hear the preaching, but I hear the imparted life that you have expressed. And as she went out, take off her earring, take off her necklace, take, wash it off her lipsticks. And I wash her whole face. And coming in to stand, sitting over there. That is the greater work that you can do. Brother Bram said that that's the greatest thing that could ever happen. Was to impart eternal life to people. You mom, never thinking about it, look down yourself. You are imparting eternal life into your children. You said, my children is not here. They can't go far. How far is eternity? There's no beginning, there's no end. Your testimony as a mom, as a fifth gospel, having to the I wish I can speak Chinese so you will understand me more better. Eternity, eternal life has no beginning and there is no end. Your power has no beginning and has no end. Your life has a living in you when you express it. How far the wayward children can go. It cannot go beyond eternity. That eternal life that you expressed, they will never run out of eternity. 
They will never run beyond eternity. The eternal life that you live will always circle them in. Will circle them in. Because there's no end to it. It's not a mom's love. But it's a perfect love that God put it in you. That will always circle them in. It's not you try to spoil them. It's not you try to become a weak and try to don't, uh, don't touch them, don't tamper with them. But it's the love for the word of God. It's the love for the promise of God. Lord, you will never lie. That will bring them back. Your life will show that. What is the eternal life? Brother Bram said, what is the eternal life? The life that he lived, the life that was in him, imparted that to others. Hallelujah. Eternal life is not just you living eternally. Eternal life is that the life he lived. Christ has lived. By receiving the word, you literally receive the life of Jesus Christ. And that life living in you can do the greater work. It's that the life that was in him impart that to others. He said, can a man do that? He said, a son of God can. Jesus said, whosoever sin you remit, to them they are remitted. Whosoever sin you return, to them they are returned. He said, how did he get sin forgiven in the Bible? Peter answered a question on the date of a Pentecost. He said, what can we do to be saved? How can we get this that, get this that you all got? He laid down a prescription. He told him what to do. He said, repent every one of you toward God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What for? The remission of your sin. There is your greater works. By imparting the eternal life. Is that life that imparted in me drive me to that baptismal tank? And years later, I'm standing on what is the word of a God has promised. Do you know that you can do the same thing to your children, to your husband, and to your loved one, and to your wife? To anything that a God has put it in your range that you can reach for. He said, repentance and remission of sin must be preached in His name to all the world, the beginning of the Jerusalem. He said, hallelujah, there you are. What does Calvary mean to you? What did that day do to you? Did it stuff you out with some theology? Did it make you a stuffed shirt? Or did it make you a Christian? Sold out. Hallelujah, sins remitted. Greater works than this shall you do. You see where they are, they are, you see where the Yes, are, don't you? Greater works than this, remitting sins in the name of Jesus Christ. By the preaching of the word. Not only by the preaching behind the pulpit, but by the preaching of life that you have released, have expressed. That would impart eternal life to the others. Let me wrap it up over here. He said, I couldn't live that life. You know, that's exactly the same word that I said when I first came to the message. That's why I said, I'm jealous about you. I'm envied about you. 
I was thinking, how in the world do people can live a life like this? That's impossible. I try to find a loophole. I try to find a hole. I try to go to this family, go to that family. There must be something loophole in this. Do you know the sinner always try to find excuse so that they can they won't be a sanctifier? Because they want to reason. They want to reason it out so that they don't have to do it. But something that in the heart of a heart, I know they have it. In the soul, I want it, but in my reasoning, I don't want it. In my reasoning, I hate it. In my reasoning, I try to run away. But in my soul, it was crying for this. But Abraham said in an inspiration, he talked about a girl. He said, this girl, that was a backslider. And he said, a few nights ago, I went to a child that was dying. Living in a hospital. Premature baby. Had to be sistering. Baby had been dead for four or five days. Uremic poisoning. And he said that the girl in such a fix. Then she's almost to die because they can't take the baby out because she got a, a uremic poison. Then the baby died in her womb for uh, several days already. I think Brother Brandon in another occasion also said about this too. But let me just focus on this. Then Brother Brandon went to see her because she asked for him to come to see her. See him. See her. So she said, Brother Brandon said, Sister dear, he said, you was baptized there and on a critical role in the tabernacle. This one is to come to the tabernacle. But she, she become a sinner and she went away. And then uh, this uh, lady said, But Brother Branham, I have wandered uh, far away. But you know, no matter how far away you went, you can never go beyond the love of a God. That for He's a predestinated seed. And she said, But oh, is that I got married. I married a sinner boy. Do you understand that marriage doesn't take care of the problem? It's just magnify it. You better fix that up before you marry to the girl or marry to the boy. You can't just say, I want to marry I'll fix that up. No, no, no. Anyway, that's not. He said, I got married and married a sinner boy and said, I just couldn't live it. How many people say that? I just couldn't live it. She said, last summer I was just about to drown and screaming out for mercy. That should be the time that she's going. But Lord had mercy on her. And Lord saved her. She said, then God warned me to come back. He said, that my time was at hand. But I didn't come. The sin catch up on her. He said, nothing, something, someone could go somewhere and say, you know, now I have a power to heal you, and I have a power to do this. No, no, no. Brother Bram said, now your soul will always agree with God's word, but your reasoning were different with it. He said, a man said, I can't live the life. I said that too. He said, that little girl, he said, the other day that I was converted to talk about the same girl. And she said, I can't live it, Brother, Brother Branham. What are we going to deal with this? If for us, sometimes we may say, oh, as long as you have the, that in your, in your heart, your desire for this, oh, sooner or later, God will move. Maybe we'll say, oh, come to, uh, come to here, let me cast out a demon out of you. That's not what Brother Branham said. When this person said, I can't live the life, 
But Abraham said, that was a reasoning. He said, but when it struck her soul, he said, something become a reality. In the soul, that a person, she wants to be delivered. But in the spirit realm, in the reasoning, she said, I can't live the life. I can't live the life. I was wondering, I was thinking of how many people that are sitting in the church, in their soul, they do want it. But in their reasoning, they just constantly, they said, I can't live the life. I can't live the life. What does Brother Ramos say about this? He said, when you're reasoning, he said, when you get a reasoning cast away, he said that the soul will answer clearly. I know I shared this testimony before. You know, there's I talked to you about the white jacket brother. That it was a coming forward to one of the meeting that what we have. In his soul, Rome, he know this is the truth. God has talking to him, said this is the truth. This is the absolute. But in his reasoning, there was a comforting tell him, get out of here, get out of here. Don't just stay there, get out of here. This is not for you. But you see, when it cast down his reasoning, that he go down to search his soul, that he stand up, that in the congregation, that he said, I believe. Then the whole thing is finished. It's not a we try to cast the demon out of you. It's not just that we try to wait and then wait and wait until this is the work. You have to cast down the reasoning. It's not a we try to reason it out with you, but the preaching of the word that is to break your soul. That in your soul you know that this is the truth. But then the reasoning will constantly telling you, just wait a little while. Just wait for the next, uh, the next revival. You know, just, uh, just wait for it a little while that you have the fun to do. You know, you have so much fun. You have it in your career. You have it to achieve. You have it to do this. You have it to do that. That is your reasoning. Nobody can do away with the reasoning but yourself. You have to cast down the reasoning that in your heart say, Lord, tonight is my night. I believe your word. That is in my soul is a crier. But your reasoning comes in telling you, I can't live it alive. I can't live it alive. All you need to do is just stand up to God and say, Lord, I'm cast down the reasoning. I give my heart to you. I'm responding to the dealing of Jesus Christ. That's what is a girl did. But Abraham said that that was a reasoning. He said, but when it struck her soul, something become a reality. It's not a reasoning anymore. It's taking God at His word. Then the same message. But Abraham said, he said, I said now, he said that the Bible said that we got to cast down reasoning. That when your soul says that, Jesus is my healer and I now believe it and accept it. Then reasoning moved out. And your soul comes in first place. And whatever God says, it won't reason at all. God, you will take God at His word. That's what brings the result. Then he said to the sister, now here it is again. He said, no, you were in town. So I sent you, Brother Branham. 
But Abraham said, she's struggling through her breath under the oxen tent. And then we got down. I said, sister, Jesus is just as willing to take you back today as he was the day he accepted you at the altar. More willing because you are still his child, just out of his will. If there is a backslider here, this is for you. He is more willing to take you back today as He was in the day that He accepted you at the altar. He said, because you are His child, but you're just out of His will. Then He said, then through struggling, she turned her face toward God. The tear ran down her young cheek, 18 months old baby living, and one dead within, and prayed, and the prayer of faith, he said, and then, in less than five minutes' time, the woman was setting up under the auction tent saying, Brother Brandon, something happened in my soul. I'm right with God again. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't even take a day. It doesn't even take hours. It doesn't even take one hour. Five minutes. He said in five minutes of time, the woman sat up under the auction tent, saying, Brother Branham, something happened in my soul. I'm a ride with God again. Not only the backslider. What situation, deep situation that you're in. What things that you cannot overcome. What things has been bonded to you year after year, time after time. Five minutes in the presence of a God. While the word of a God was preaching. Then this woman got right with God. It doesn't take it a year or something. You have to beat your back. Have to do this, have to do that. Just five minutes in the presence of a God. That will fix the whole situation. Let a musician come. Then Brother Bram said, so if your soul has been stirred and your reasons cast down, there is nothing impossible to the true and the living God. He said, all things are possible to him that believe. You know, many times we find ourselves excused. And we reason this out. We try to say that we cannot live the life. We cannot do this. You know, this is impossible situation for me. Brother Bram said, that is just reasoning. All you need to do, you hear enough word that all the theologians in the whole world put together wouldn't hear that enough word that you heard. But you hear enough word, all you need to do is cast down all your reasoning. Maybe some is a reasoning about if the message is true or not. Cast down all your reasoning. Maybe some is thinking, is my situation is possible? What if this happened? All these things that happened, is it possible? It is possible if you cast down all your reasoning. It's not a reasoning that is bounding you. But when you cast down the reasoning, when the soul is become answering clear. You see, when Elijah and Elisha, when Elisha watching Elijah going on the way, his whole eyes 
is on the focus on Elijah. But you see, he must be determined to follow what Elijah has said to do. And the one he was determined, he burned a yoke, he killed an ox. That is the one, that is the type of, a, that is the type of a, the believer. Is that you have, we have to make a decision that in our hearts said, the Lord, I'm not going to, that is, is bother me anymore. I'm not going to, that is, is abounding in me anymore. You know, all those things. It was a, uh, I think it's the brother already was saying, what is the fear? The false evidence appears real. It's nothing real. It's just all just your mind is reasoning. It's nothing hard at all. I was sitting in that chair over there. I was reasoning out. I can't do that. I can't do it. You know what? In the split second, when God make it as a word and it spoke to me to real, I said, Lord, I give my heart to you. It doesn't take it years. It doesn't take it a day to do it. I just split second in the presence of a God. That's a 20 some years ago. And the brothers and sisters, the Lord can do it the same thing. Let it to you. Let us stand. Do you know the song, Shout to the Lord? Let's just sing that. Let's just bring all our situation before the Lord. Let's just bring our heart, make it open to God, say, Lord, dealing with me. Lord, I hear your word, but Lord, I'm coming to worship in truth and in spirit. Let us worship and sing together.
shout for joy that's why we worship you lord because this is not a man did but this is a god and you did this to us oh lord i just pray you to those of brothers and sisters that a mom and dad that a son and a daughter lord let us a greater work the greater one that are living in us that are do that a greater work lord so let about a living over the life of jesus christ that we can impart life to the other people. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray you. Lord, and maybe there's some people, Lord, they're sitting, they're still sitting on the fence, as if to say. They're still wondering if this is true or not. There's still that one eye on the world, that one eye on the word of God. Lord, bring them back to the focus, Lord. Bring them back to their focus totally on what is the promise of a God has said. Lord, it doesn't take any years. It doesn't take a, let a greater so and so and a greater such a thing or a, or a big repentance has to be how many tears that we shed. Lord, it just takes five minutes that in the presence of a God, Lord, which I believe now is in the presence of a God. Lord, you can save the lost. Lord, what a miserable thing. For it is for a person to be lost. Lord, in their hearts, they want you. But in their mind, in their reasoning, they try to reason it out. That the Satan try to reason them out of the fold of a sheep. Oh God, you can deliver that person, Lord. Lord, and all you they need to do is just in the presence of God to cast down all the reasoning. Just cast out all the imagination. Cast out anything that is the contrary to the word of a God as I said. But I bring their soul in before the light. So that they can know that in their heart they do desire you to make it itself become a reality to them. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Ghost that it do this work, Lord. Lord, don't let them reasoning prevail. 
But Lord, that let a word of a God prevail, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters who's the end of the things, maybe in the, some in the situation, maybe some in the trials, Lord, maybe some in the sickness, Lord, maybe some that are in the lukewarmness. It seems like they're in a nightmare. They just couldn't get out of it. It seems like they just couldn't wake it up. Lord, in the, in the part, in the bottom of their heart, they know they're not in the rightful position with the Lord. In the heart of the heart, they know they lost the zeal, they lost the passion, lost the fervency. But Lord, by the word in this hour, that you can speak this through your prophet. Lord, I just pray that it desired in the innermost be waking up, Lord. Let them know that they are still the child of a God. It's just sometime when we run out of the will of the Lord. So Lord, by the preaching of the word, that will call them back to what is the word has to preach. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we believe it. You are the greater one. That it ain't us that it can do the greater work. Lord, you already done the greater work. Lord, you are continually doing the greater work until our body change. Father, we thank you. Just be wisdom, my dear brothers and sisters. Lord, I was remember it again. Our dear brother Hugh. Lord, I still remember the time. Lord, he come to my place, a little apartment in Cloverdale. Then he come to pray with me. Lord, tear run down on my cheek and a tear run down on his cheek. Lord, a prayer, a faithful prayer. Lord, bring me out of the distress. God, now it is the payoff time, Lord. Lord, I just pray with my whole heart. How about a prayer of just a normal person? Just by the simple brothers of prayer. Lord, drag me out of the distress. Lord, I pray the same prayer. Lord, I just pray the Holy Spirit, even that it's a moment. Lord, go down to that room, Lord. Lord, shine a light upon the darkness. Drive away the darkness. Satan, you have no right to the property of a God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you, Satan. That a cancer leave. That a sickness leave. Lord, shine the light upon that dark room. Bring the light to the in that room. Let him rise up and shine. Lord, I speak the word. Shalom to your little bride, Lord. Oh God. I just pray in the same Holy Spirit. Lord, go down to that alley. Drive out to the evil spirit. Try to take him, take him into the grave. And bring him out of his bed. So that he can be totally healed, Lord. And for his dear daughter, Sister Jenny. Lord, there's nothing asking us too big, Lord. Because you're the one that is specialized in the big things. Lord, it's a big to the human being. But Lord, it's just like a flip of a finger to you, Lord. There's nothing that's impossible for you. Father, we pray for our dear brother and our dear sister. Lord, for our brother Jim, that he got infection, that along his foot. Oh Lord, how you able to bring him out of him from the country of China 
as he was coming here with his dear wife, Sister Shirley, to try to check it out in a message. But instead of checking out on a message, they check into the message. Oh God, you are still the same God. That's still the same yesterday and today and forever. Lord, you still heal the sick. Lord, you still bring our back to the normal condition. Lord, I just pray, take away the infection. Let his body be totally healed, Lord, so that he can walk again and come back to the sanctuary and worship with us again. Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we believe anything can happen because it's not because we feel that. It's not because of emotion, but because we believe the word of a God is the truth. Oh, Lord, don't let our children miss this, Lord. Don't let our brothers and sisters miss this, Lord. Just five minutes in the presence of a God. Don't let it can change the totally the situation. Father, we believe you, Lord. Lord, we pray the faithful prayer. And we pray the prayer with faith. And we believe you will vindicate your word. Father, we thank you, Lord. Oh God, we have so much things need to be thankful. Lord, I thank you for each person that are in this church, Lord. How they have imparted an eternal life to my poor life, Lord. And to my dear wife, Lord. When we saw that, we know there's a something that is possessed. It's just heavenly. Lord, I just pray you that the same God that had come on the scene, Lord, imparted eternal life by the eternal word of a God and to the people here. So that is not just something that live forever, but live the life of Jesus Christ. And that is the eternal life. We thank you, Lord. We believe you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Just before we go, can we just sing, I just want to thank you, Lord. Do you know that song? Brother Ben. Let's sing that again. Before we leave. Let's uh, start from the chorus. Come to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your words. What have I done to deserve Thanks for that special night when I saw you.
Just shake hands with the one that is beside you. Say the best thing that you can see. You're the one that can impart the eternal life to the other. That is a live life of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be pretending. You just yield yourself to the word. You'll find out that word will live himself out through you. May the Lord bless you. Now until we see on the Wednesday, if Lord willing. God bless you. You're dismissed.